0: Hello and welcome back to another episode of the Movie Night Tapes. In today's episode, we're going to be talking about scary stories to tell in the dark. This is a film that was released in 2019. So if you want to grab a tea, coffee, gin or voddy and listen. So in this film, it was set in 1968 in Mill Valley. I think that's how you say it. In Pennsylvania on Halloween. Of course, it's Halloween. The characters' names are Stella, Augie, short for August, Chuck, which is short for Charlie, Tommy, Raymond, and Ruth. It starts off with Stella, Augie, and Chuck trying to arrange and organise a night of trick-or-treating. After some convincing, Stella went along. During, whilst they were trick-or-treating, they are waiting for this bad boy Tommy to come around and mess with him. And it worked. Tommy came zooming past in his car and started to chase them through the streets and into a movie drive-through kind of like theatre thing. The group tried to hide by a car but Stella looks in, sees there's only one person in there and just jumps in into this random boy's car. Chuck and Augie both decide to follow and do the same. This is how the group of friends meet Raymond. It's actually Raymond's car that Stella jumped into and instantly Stella and Raymond are kind of like flirting with their eyes. You can see something might happen and Augie and Chuck are just like Stella's like best friends, basically. However, Tommy came back with a baseball bat and threatens everyone to get out of the car or else. However, it just didn't work. Everyone around Raymond's car just said, Tommy, go away like you're irritating us watching the movie leave us alone so after tommy left stella then suggests "Well, it is halloween do you want to see a haunted house so all of them in raymond's car drive to this tall dark mansion of a house and apparently this is where the bellows used to live in the late 19th century And apparently someone was murdered here. So since then, it's just been abandoned. And this is where, because Stella is like a horror fanatic, as you see in the early scenes of the film, it pans around her bedroom. She's got posters of all of the classic horrors and she enjoys writing and she loves writing her own little stories. So she obviously knows where this house is and what's actually happened. So she explains, a daughter called Sarah of the family... Her family actually locked her away in one of the rooms and was never allowed out. No one had ever seen a picture of Sarah. Kids would come all over to try and find and see this strange Sarah. And even though kids never saw her, they could always hear her through the walls. Sarah would tell them scary stories. Some kids never returned home and some kids died. Everyone knew it was Sarah. But before the mob could get her, she hung herself in this house. And as the legend goes, if you come to the Bellows house at dark and ask for Sarah to tell you a story, it will be the last one you'll hear. So after Stella is telling Raymond the story, as they are like walking around the house, they end up in the kitchen where they find a hidden door. This hidden door leads to like a very small basement of of, like different rooms. And one of those rooms is actually Sarah's room, the room where her family locked her away. Chuck and Augie end up finding Stella and Raymond down in Sarah's room. Stella looks around and finds a book. And it's Sarah's book of scary stories. Next thing you know, Tommy, with his date Ruth, is up at the top of the stairs. And Ruth is arguing with him because they're meant to go on a date. And instead, he's interrogating her brother, which is Chuck. So, in a bit of a rage, Tommy throws Ruth down the stairs into the room with everyone else. And he locks everyone inside. As everyone is trying to get out of this room, Stella reads Sarah's book and asks Sarah to tell me a story. The door suddenly, randomly unlocks and opens. So everyone decides to leave. And as they were going to Raymond's car, Tommy had clearly trashed it. Writing spray paint all over and just breaking all the windows. It was crashed. So Stella offers a place for him to crash for the night. They go into Stella's house. Stella then shows Raymond the basement where he would be sleeping in, just like a little sofa. And as he gets comfortable downstairs in the basement, Stella starts to read the book. And then she finds a new, freshly red-inked story that had been written. It was a story called Harold. As Stella starts to read the story, it then starts to happen in real life. Tommy, who ends up, after terrorising everyone, got home, obviously, very drunk, and his mum starts shouting at him about delivering some eggs to their neighbours. So he had to do it right there and then as, like, a little punishment. So on his way through this cornfield, there's always a scarecrow named Harold that he always shouts abuse at. Suddenly, Tommy keeps seeing this same Harold scarecrow. Even though he's only walking in a straight line, Takes a left, walks in another straight line and keeps seeing the same scarecrow like he's repeating the same road over and over again. So the next time Tommy walks past where Harold the scarecrow should be, his body isn't but it's just the post. And as Tommy turns, Harold is in Tommy's face. Tommy runs back and Harold slowly but surely starts to move, walk and run. Tommy gets a pitchfork and stabs him. However, it doesn't work at all. So Harold grabs the pitchfork out of him and puts it straight into Tommy's stomach. As Tommy walks slowly back to his home, shouting for his mum, he starts choking. But it's not on blood. He's choking on hay. It turns out that Tommy is turning into a scarecrow himself, with hay coming out of his eyes, his mouth, his ears his hands and his stomach. The scene instantly switches to a car shop where Raymond is trying to get his car fixed, but the sheriff is questioning him about how no one has seen Tommy since last night. Stella shows Augie and Chuck about the book and tells her tells them everything. But Augie tries to convince everyone that it's just a ghost book, we shouldn't have gone there and we shouldn't have picked it up and we just need to like leave it alone. Afterwards, Stella and Raymond visit Tommy's like bit of land and where the scarecrow is, or was. They see the new sta- scarecrow and Stella says, What if this is Tommy? Because this is the same clothes as Tommy was wearing last night. As they are all worried, Stella decides to put the book back in the haunted house where she found it and hopefully to be forgotten about. Raymond then, later on in the evening, visits Stella for dinner, and as she brings up food upstairs in in her bedroom, Raymond is reading the same book from the haunted house of where Stella left it only a few hours ago. In a shock, Stella grabs it from Raymond and sees that the book is writing itself another story in fresh red ink. It's called The Boy Joe. Stella and Raymond tries to make it stop by ripping out the pages but it doesn't work the story just keeps continuing to write Raymond reads the story but gets confused about who it's about and what it's about but Stella instantly realizes that it's about August Augie Stella instantly calls Augie and reads the story to him it's about a toe that's in a stew a corpse who's walking around, missing a toe. And Augie said, wait, 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 I know this story. My my dad used to tell me it when I was younger. Suddenly, Augie hears a voice of a dead corpse saying, Who took my toe? Augie then runs into his bedroom, locks the door, and he can hear the corpse coming closer and closer. So he tries the window, but it's jammed shut. So he tries under the bed. The door slowly opens and silence as Augie looks up and looks around and cannot see any footsteps. So, as assuming that, he, that no one is there, he crawls forward, looks around, looks above the bed, and no one is there until the corpse takes his feet, drags him back underneath the bed, screams in his face, and drags him away. However, as soon as Stella and Raymond get there, the only thing that they found was under the bed there was claw marks that Orgy left on the floor from being dragged away. Stella and Raymond call Ruth and Chuck to tell them what has been happening. This is where Stella realises that because we were all in the house you don't read the book the book reads you. One by one every night another story will be written and another person will die. So they try to burn it, and of course it doesn't work. So Chuck, Raymond, and Stella try to find as much information as they can about Sarah Bellows. They learn about a family friend called Lulu. They found out about the Bellows didn't just disappear. Sarah wrote a story about each and every one of them in that book. And suddenly the book starts writing again. Another story in red fresh ink and again it's called the red spot instantly Stella and Raymond think it's Chuck because Chuck's got this massive red spot of ketchup on his jumper however reading the book reading the story it's not him it's Ruth Ruth is Chuck's sister who has got a massive red spider bite on her cheek from being in the basement in the haunted house. She got bit by a spider. She's currently at a school play so at least they all know where she is so that's where they run to go and find her. Before performing Ruth went to the girls bathroom to try and squeeze this spot because she just thinks it's a spot. Suddenly you see a thin black almost like thread-like thing pointing out of this spot. She pokes it. It's clearly sharp. It then wiggles. And then all you see is spiders, a whole nest of spiders pouring out of that spot and covers her. And it's almost like they were attacking her or just she was just looked like she was it it, not gonna lie it just looked how like one of my nightmares would looked (laughs) because i hate spiders when raymond chuck and stella found her chuck found some water and just threw a bucket of water over her to get rid of like the spiders raymond then gets the light and ruth gets taken away to the hospital The next day, Raymond, Chuck and Stella visit the very last living person who knew the Bellows, an old lady called Lulu. But the only thing that they found out was the story of Sarah's death and something didn't add up right. And they were like, the hospital. The hospital has records. They must have records of Sarah. So they sneaked into the hospital and just very confidently asked about seeing a previous patient's work. The nurse is like, "Sorry, we don't give out that. You have to if it's for a school project or something. It's about like a six week waiting list." So they were like, okay, no worries, and they start trying filling out this form. But they all see this door open with loads of staff, hospital staff coming out. So they were like, "Let's just slip by." So they literally just popped in. And just started like running and trying to find the red room. Because they overheard that in the red room is where all the old patient's forms are. And Chuck instantly was freaked out. Because he thinks if he goes to a red room, the sto- his story will start writing in the book. Because last night he had a dream about this old lady in a red room creeping him out. Chuck decides to turn back. And he tries to leave the hospital. And Raymond and Stella continue on. Raymond and Stella end up finding the red room, but it isn't because the room's red, it's because it's it's like r.e.d. So it like stands for something. I don't actually know what. They find Sarah Bellow's hospital records. They found out that she was suffering from acromasia albinism. There is a very high chance that I butchered that, but I did just double-checked on Google how to pronounce it. And this is why her family trapped her away in the basement because she just looked different. Her own brother was a doctor and ended up torturing her with loads of different treatments. Electroshock therapy, isolation therapy, lateral cerebral diathermy treatment. I probably just butchered all of those words there. But Stella also found a wax cylinder. And Raymond's like, oh yeah, I've seen these. People use them to make recordings before LPs and Raymond then plays the recording. You hear Sarah's voice, you hear her brother's voice and it's almost a recording of her brother performing these treatments on Sarah who's interrogating her about what happened to those children. You killed those children, didn't you? And almost just torturing her. But then Sarah's voice changed and said, I'll tell you what you want to hear. Charlie dreamed about the Red Room and starts telling a story that's in the book and the book was writing itself again. Raymond goes, who's Charlie? And Stella goes, it's Chuck. And he is still in the hospital chuck is wandering around trying to find this exit and he's completely lost in this hospital however it wasn't a red room that he went in the lights turned red and he is being haunted by what i could only describe as a tall fat pale very like thin black hair like a very creepy large character right and chuck gets cornered and he's just trapped in this little corner and until this creature slowly and it looks quite painfully inhales chuck and consumes him the only thing chuck left behind was his pen which stella found stella and raymond are at the police station but the sheriff of course doesn't believe them so he puts them in this kind of mini jail overnight the sheriff then starts to read the book however there is a new freshly red inked story that's appeared the sheriff accuses of stella writing it however the power suddenly goes out and the dog instantly is almost like hypnotized to this fire pit area of the like where the fire would go right or the heater would go and then stella's like who is it who's we need to know whose name is in that book Who is it? Because whoever it is, it's going to die first. And the sheriff just goes, it's Raymond. Raymond was instantly like, I know exactly what story this is. It's about a campfire story. It used to terrify me as a kid. Then a human head drops down the chimney. And then its body, then legs and arms. And then the body starts randomly connecting itself back together, instantly breaking the sheriff's neck like it was nothing. This human-like creature is then trying to go towards Raymond and gets, tries to get through his bars of his cell. Stella finds the keys to both and therefore they escape. However, just before getting into the car, Raymond says, Stella, you need to go back to the house and stop her. If you'll stop her, then you'll stop this. Raymond then drives away because he knows this human creature thing is just going to follow him. So as this human creature thing is on the top of his car, he then crushes his car into a truck, which then gives Raymond enough time to run away. However, the human creature just breaks down into pieces again and then connects itself back together. Stella runs into the haunted house and screams, Sarah, you need to stop doing this. We didn't hurt you. We didn't do anything. We know that you are innocent. We know you didn't do it. Your family poisoned the kids and blamed it on you. And then it's almost like Sarah puts Stella into like a vision or maybe a memory. So Stella was seeing sarah's memory from her point of view and it was like stella was in sarah's body and it was the memory of the time that that sarah got out of her basement room and was trying to escape and her family was trying to find her around the house however the family found her and drags her back to sarah's room and said that you don't deserve the light and leaves her in darkness However, it's Stella. Stella, in the process, loses her glasses so she can't see a a thing. Stella turns around and kind of sees someone on this rocking chair. Before Sarah gets to say anything, Stella turns around and says, "'It's your time to hear a story.'" And then Stella starts telling the story of how Sarah was a victim and turned into the monster that everyone said that she was. Stella said, "'I'll tell your story, the true story.'" But the rage has to stop Sarah and gives Stella a pen. It's kind of like, it's almost like a fountain pen but with no ink, and says, "'Use your blood.'" So Stella, in Sarah's book, writes in freshly red blood ink, Stella writes Sarah's story. And after she finished, Sarah found peace. And Stella and Raymond finally found each other. So a few weeks go by and Stella completed what she said she was going to do. She told Sarah's story in the school newspaper. Some believed her, some didn't. However, the movie ends with Chuck and Augie still gone and Stella, her dad and Ruth are in the car and they are driving somewhere as they believe that they won't stop until they find them. And the answer is in this book, which is Sarah's scary storybook. So that was the end of the story of what happened in that movie. I a little bit of backstory. I actually watched this when it was out in the cinema in 2019. It was actually one of my first dates with Tyler, which is mad to think about. But no, I remember my opinion back then. And I stood re-watching this because I rewatched it last night before recording this. And I, I would still say my opinion's the same. My opinion of it is it's an age rated 15, by the way. And it was good. I, I do like it and I definitely would watch it again. It's definitely on one of those things that uh, it's, it's not going to play, w- play with your mind too much. And I would definitely say it's a 15. Like it's not one of those like pet cemetery. It's mad how this film and pet cemetery are both a 15. They look completely different because this is definitely a 15 where pet cemetery looked more like an 18. There was not that much gore, but I, I remember telling Tyler at the end of our date, and I remember saying, that was a good film, but they so could make it so much more gory -er." When each child is met with their monster from their story, it could be so much more gruesome. Like, Augie. All he gets done is just gets dragged away. That's literally it. I want to see bodies chopped up. (laughs) When it comes to, like... um, What's his name? Chuck. He just gets, like, swallowed and, like, inhaled by this big, massive fat thing. Like come on like come on we could do better we could do better of how we kill these children here like that might sound a bit dodgy but you see what I'm trying to mean like they could easily very easily make this film so much more gorier not like scary because I don't think the story like the story the ghost story behind it isn't scary I find, like, I found the woman, well, I used to find the woman in black story, ghost story, scary. But this ghost story behind it isn't that scary. So I would go down the gory route and literally just, I don't know, make it it more thrilling and make it more like they're literally running away from the um, Texas Chainsaw Massacre kind of guy. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, just do it like that. And I think, oh, my God, then I would so fall in love with the movie so much more. (laughs) which sounds so weird, but it's true. <laughs> if they just made the killings more blood, gory, you know, kind of stuff like that. But I liked how they end it, because it's very it's very clear that they're obviously going to make a second one. I don't know if they actually are, but how they obviously ended it, very, it sounded like they've left it off to make a second one. So would I watch the second one? Definitely. And I'll be interested to see how they get Augie and Chuck back because if they can get Augie and Chuck back, maybe they can get all of the children back. But then it wasn't, I don't know. I don't know how they could do it. But then it wasn't like, it wasn't Sarah who killed all the kids. As far as I'm aware, she wrote stories about her family, but then I don't know how many kids she's been killing. Do you know what I mean? Through these stories. So I would be quite curious into how they do that. Um, I would, yeah, I would definitely watch it again, uh, this film, and I would definitely watch a second one if they make it. But I feel like, oh, are they going to ruin it? Are they going to make, if it's another 15, are they going to like ruin the storyline? So I'm just, I'm very interested to see where they can go from this. Um, or maybe they'll make a trilogy out of it, and I don't know, I don't know, I really don't know, but I do like a new concept of the how the it's not you read the book the book reads you. I do like that, so I would definitely recommend this to to anyone really, obviously within the age of like fifteen and plus, because even if you're not a horror fan, I think you would like it because the idea of like the spider thing coming out of the girl's face of Ruth's face is so. Cringy, like even I get cringed out because I hate spiders. So if someone is naturally cr- is very easily like cringed out by the- by these things, you could watch them, uh, watch this film and just get cringed out and it would be quite funny to everyone else who's watching it with you. <laughs> I re-watched this film on Netflix, so it is available on Netflix, well obviously I watched it on the UK version, so if you want to watch it on there. Um, I did watch it, like I said, at the cinema, so it would be available on DVD if you're kind of that kind of person on DVD. Like I said, when it comes to like making it better, I that's be the only thing I would suggest is just gorifying the killing, because... Yeah, glorifying the killing. And I like how you do not see Sarah's face until right at the very end, where Stella confronts Sarah. You do not see her face at all, which adds a bit of like creepiness and almost a bit of curiosity. What does she look like? What is so wrong? So, rating this film, I kind of want to give it like a six, 6.5, maybe um, seven's like pushing it out of 10. Like a six point five because it's a good film and I would definitely re-watch it. But oh, it's just the killings. They just need to be better. If the if they were more gore, if there was more blood, guts, gore. Oh my god, this this film has the potential to be like really, really good. But because there wasn't anything like that, you could tell it was kind of like blanketed with a bit of PG. Like it was just a bit like, honey, where's the blood and gore? <laughs> But I think that's it for this episode. It's a very nice and quick one this time. But yeah, I do really enjoy this movie now. I definitely would watch it again. So let me know what you think over on Instagram. It's at night underscore tapes. And I'll let you know over there when I'm next uploading. It's kind of a bit of a random at the moment because I'm finally going back to work next week after having like basically a year off. (laughs) So um, I'll let you know all over on that Instagram when I'm next uploading and what I'm uploading. But if you have any suggestions, absolutely like message me and let me know. But apart from that, I hope you enjoyed this one. I know it's nice and short and quick in comparison to my normal hour-long podcasts. And I shall speak to you in the next one. Bye!